Welcome to the Battle of 1600. I have to up my game. The Baron has arrived fully made up. Looks like he's going on to a movie set. Welcome, Baron. The Baron Boss. likes to look very handsome for his good time with his friend and co-host, Sebastian Gorka. You're talking to, you're listening to Boris Epstein. He's strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to the President of the United States. Follow I've got up. another title. No, stop it with the titles. I'm enough, not, enough, I'm enough. Not, enough. I'm not no more titles. No more kidding. titles. No, you are banned from more titles. <laughs> I feel like I'm brushed up collecting metals. <laughs> you, 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 your business card's going to be like an accordion. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. I've got another title. Okay, come on then, Boris. As of today. We will be rolling out the Jewish Voices for Trump official coalition of the Trump campaign. I'm a co-chair of co-host and now co-chair, co-host, co-chair, co-gentleman of the Jewish Voices for Trump coalition. Together with some pretty solid names, we've got uh, Dr. Adelson. Oh wow, Sheldon Adelson. Sheldon. We've got uh, so Sheldon Adelson and his wife, Dr. Miriam Adelson. We've got Wayne Berman. We've got Julie Strauss-Levin and. Yours truly. Julie Strauss-Levin. Boris Epstein. And we That's have, the great one's wife. Right. The great one. We've got five. We, we then have about- Is this more work for you? How, you don't have more hours in the day, Boris. How are you going to do this? The, the day expands to fit the work. <laughs> okay, you can't sleep. It's you like the TARDIS. He expands yeah. the day to fit the work. Exactly. See, time and space is a it's continuum. Just malleable. Malleable. It's just malleable. malleable. The day starts. Don't get me started in science fiction because Jeff will get angry. There you go. Jeff. We're not going to go there. Okay. So that congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. So what does that mean? What 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 are you going to do? Are you going to be having events? Are you reaching yes. out? Yes. We're going to be all over the country, all over the country, talking to Jewish voters. And it's, by the way, the president's outreach to the Jewish community, his promises made, promises kept to the Jewish community, to the state of Israel, are already paying dividends. And it will be important for everybody to know that Hillary Clinton got about, I believe, 70% of the vote of the Jewish vote mm-hmm. in 2016. Biden's down to 67. President Trump got 25. He's up to 30. So, and I believe that's undercounted. So uh, literally four hours ago, I was in a wonderful establishment called the Trump International Hotel. Oh, you were? What were you doing now? Uh, we can talk about that. Okay, fine. I was talking, I was talking to a, a man who works for um, Ron Lauder. I'll put it like that. Okay, okay. good. And this individual, who is Jewish himself, said, we know that, I know this from back when we were in the White House, that the Orthodox community is right behind the president. I mean, it's 95% support for the president, the Orthodox Jewish community. He says he is seeing stuff happen, especially in New York when it comes to the secular community, who, who have always thought they're Democrats – for just some kind of reason or tradition. Inertia. And now, because of the last four months of violence, they're afraid. They're seeing the rise in anti-Semitism. They're seeing the Democrat Party not do anything with the anti-Semites amongst themselves. And he thinks, well, no, he doesn't think. He has friends who are going to vote for the president as secular Jews who were former Democrats. Now, that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely. And if you look at the contrast, it's never been more clear. Yeah. It really used to be Sort of, you know, beginning in the 50s, really, or even 48, with the establishment of the state of Israel, the recognition by Harry S. Truman, that the Democrats and the Republicans were on board with being pro-Israel and against anti-Semitism. It wasn't an issue. It was not an issue. It was right. one of the few. You had Elliot Engel, for example, right, from from New York, a, a Jewish congressman who just got punted out of Congress because he's a supporter of Israel. 
So it used to be that the Democrats were pro-Israel and the Republicans were pro-Israel. Right. So it was one of the few places that was consistent across the aisle agreement. Right. There was consensus. Not anymore, man. The Democrats now are led by Rashid Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC. Who say Israel is evil. Has hypnotized the West. Yes. It's all about the Benjamins. Right. Proud. AOC. Just let me be clear here. You may know Ilhan Omar. AOC is proud to this day to be a supporter of the anti-Semitic BDS movement. Right. No doubt about it. That's, that's what the left is now. And then you've got, and I said this today on Fox Business this morning with our friend Stuart Varney. Stuart's great. great. Stuart's great. I said, Stuart, how come when the president gets historic peace in the Middle East with, it's the first time, first time, there's ever been peace made between Israel and two countries at the same time. 79, I believe, right, was um, was Israel and Egypt with Menachem Begin and Anwar Sadat and Jimmy Carter. Yep. In 94, with, was Jordan and Israel. Jordan, right. But not two countries at the same time. Here, here at the White House this week, I had the honor of being there. The president sat there with Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel and the two foreign ministers of the UAE and Bahrain. History was made. So why is it the media gives that very, gives that very little coverage? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. CNN gave it 20 seconds today. Right. While, 20 seconds. And, I, and the coverage they gave it yesterday was just all fawning and moaning and being a bunch of Karens about the masks. The masks. They actually showed a picture of me there. They said, and they said, oh, look at all these people there without the masks. What are they doing? You and know, they said, hey, look, it's the Baron. You know what I tweeted out? You know what I tweeted out? He said what? Here's what I said. Hey, CNN finally had me back on the network after being too scared <laughs> to book me on any show to discuss their uh, at real Donald Trump derangement syndrome, TDS. Nice. That's what I said. I'm going to text it to you right now. You didn't send me that text. I'm, I'm going to text it. tweet. I need I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I've been, I've, been on a, I've been on a tweet storm, okay? So there's been a lot going on, and it's just very clear that the media and, and, and the Democrats are just totally in cahoots. Yeah. And they want to they want to bring down this president at any cost, but he won't let him. And the historic achievements he makes make a huge difference. So What's Joe Biden? Real quick, but here's a question: It's not just what they don't cover about us, right? It's what they don't cover about the Dems. Yes. Joe Biden goes and meets with a, an avowed anti-Semite, Jacob Blake Senior. No coverage. Kamala Harris does the same thing. No coverage. Why do you think that is, Sebastian? And why is she, as a senator from California, going to see an individual who was uh, charged with sexual assault, who clearly resisted arrest, but the two sheriff's deputies who were almost brutally murdered on Saturday, who are from California, no visit. No, no, I was so proud to be with them. She said she was proud to meet Blake. Blake's family. Blake's family. Which includes yeah. his father. He's not just anti-Semitic, he's anti-Christian. Right. He, he, he's, he's said things about Christians as well. But uh, she hasn't visited the, the... The deputies. The deputies, has she? No. That could be an interesting tweet for me, my friend. But Biden has said we need to get rid of high-capacity high assault weapon magazines. That so, was his response. And, and play Despacito. Yeah, and play... Music songs about smelling girls' hair and necks. It's it's very strange. Let, let's 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 what play going, that. What's going on with that guy Biden anyway? Well, well, let's just ask our listeners and viewers. So, Eric, would you play video cut one? This is fresh from the man who wants to control our nuclear weapons. Cut one. Because if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, 
you can sure in hell take care of running a you know a department store uh, thing you know where in the second floor of the ladies department or whatever you know what I mean? Huh? Second floor of the ladies department? That's clear to you, right? So he's thinking about the the, the ladies department again. Okay, <laughs> Joe Biden's got a problem. He does. Joe Biden is losing it, but the things he still remembers. He was he was only two hours late yesterday <laughs> for his own event. Have you ever been ninety? Have you ever been ninety minutes late to the event where you are the speaker? Well, they have to wind him up first. <laughs> the smelling salts. They have to get the smelling they're salts. The smell, they're, they're the wake him up. Salts wind him up. <laughs> Hello, uh, I've got music for. And he looks so crazy. Like, hey, guy, hey, hey. dude, stop! <laughs> just please. Could some, I tweeted this out? Could somebody in that guy's family just say, Joe? It's over, buddy. It's O V E. Wouldn't that be great if, if just reality invaded the Democrats right. for a second? Say, like, Guy, okay, we'll find some. We'll get boot edge edge or somebody, but it's over. I will tell you this: though. <laughs> it is. It is. No matter how pathetic Joe Biden is, and how sad the Democrats are, it's still every day is a good day when Pete Buttigieg is not a political entity we need to talk about. You don't think he's coming back? Boot Edge Edge, the revenge of Matt Pete, the revenge of Buttigieg. No, you've written him off. I, I don't. He's think He's on the a a, ash heap of history. I don't think there's a huge future there. I mean, maybe maybe when Howie Doody does a redo, you know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of a lot of Pete Buttigieg action. I don't think the the, the the betting markets are not betting on Pete Buttigieg coming back. But it's it's interesting that the Democrats have started saying things like you know. Kamala and Biden. So what do you think about it? We have to deal with the conspiracy theories. When she said in a Biden administration, oh no, in a, when she said, Senator Kamala Harris said, in a Harris administration with Joe Biden, a lot of people say, oh, she did, she's signaling, it's deliberate. What do you think that's about? I think Democrats are, re- uh, are really bad. And, you know, I think they're just bad at talking. They're bad <laughs> at making a sense of themselves. They just, they really just can't get anything. Joined up words is hard. Exactly. Right. So I think that's what it is. But there's, there's probably a, a, kernel of, a kernel of truth there. And a kernel of truth is that it's obvious that Joe Biden can't be leading an administration. I mean, the guy can't be leading his okay, own phone. So, so I had... Where was that caller from? Was that an Israeli? It was an Israeli yesterday. So uh, first things first, we had an amazing call. We had Ab- Abraham called us, first caller, from the UAE, a Jewish businessman, to say how amazing, what the, the atmosphere is like in the Emirates as this thing is being signed. Right. And then later, I think we had another Israeli caller, or maybe an American Jewish caller, who said, stop, we should stop being so mean to Joe Biden. Aww. And, and, I, and he said, stop being so personal. And, for, and I, my response is, it's not personal when the person we're talking about is going to be in control of our nuclear weapons. Isn't that the best argument? For, I mean, okay, he's corrupt. Okay, he's doddery. But this is a man who would be in control of the nuclear football, Boris. Isn't that an argument enough to say, no, stop it? Okay, guys. Here's the deal. Okay, the the Baron will now baronate. Proceed. As I sit here as the Baron, I deign that. <laughs> I guess you proclaim. You, you proclaim. Proclaim. You've got to be nice to Joe Biden. <laughs> Even on the left, is very much not nice to President yeah, Trump. They're not nice, are they? In general, no, but we not. should be. They're not. But we have to be nice to Joe Biden because Joe Biden is just a poor, dawdling old soul. Okay, this is the guy you want to be our president. 
This is the guy who you want to have, as you said, the nuclear weapons. This is the guy who's going to be deciding how much taxes Americans potentially would pay. What to do with COVID. Right. What to do with COVID. What to do with China. And he's got a real bad record on China. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what to do with Iran? Okay, let me ask you this question. Let's, let's, set a, let's set a hypothetical, okay? Say there's a scary moment and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House, okay? And Iran decides to, God forbid, attack one of our ships in the Gulf. So they, you know, the they go up the chain of command. They, the, you know, there's a call into the White House, call into the Situation Room. Somebody's got to get Joe Biden. What are the chances Joe Biden is awake any time of day? Very low. Very low. Okay. So Joe Biden's sleeping. What do they do then? He's not a, can't invoke the twenty fifth amendment. Can't, he's not incapacitated. He's just sleepy. He's sleepy Joe. What do they do? Just sit on it for a while. That's probably what they would. Well, remember know. what he did with regards to the operation to kill Bin Laden. Right. Just don't do it. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Come on. I mean, nine eleven. Don't do it. And this is the guy who said it was a bad idea to kill Soleimani. Oh, yeah. And to close borders from China. Uh, uh, when, uh, Hysterical when xenophobia. Right. So in that, in that picture I just drew for you, which, by the way, is extremely realistic. Yeah. What is the answer of why we should be nice to Joe Biden? Correct. There isn't. Makes and, no and, sense. And it's also, for me, this is where I get angry, it is another, it's just another version of the politics we've seen for the last 30, 40 years in D.C., where the Republicans are meant to play by the Marquis of Queensbury rules while the Democrats are getting out their 50-cal machine gun, right? We're, we're supposed course. to be the nice guys. And the tweets, don't tweet. Oh, you can call the president illegitimate. You can call him a fascist, a Hitler, and everything else. But we should be gentlemen. Isn't that why we elected Donald Trump, Boris? You have to be very nice. You have to be calm. And as Republicans, you have a different standard. Here's what it comes down to. Democrats firmly believe the Republicans are supposed to be held to a different standard. They do not believe that Republicans are equal members of the community, equals, e- equal participants in the zeitgeist. Correct. They think Republicans are just lesser than. Yeah. And they think the Democrats don't. Subhuman. Just like that guy at the dinner party that you... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're, we're Democrats, and uh, we understand how you need to, you know, speaking of this patrician, we, we understand how people need to be really treated. Well, I got an idea, guys. Why don't you guys go screw off? <laughs> okay? It's getting salty. It's getting okay, salty. Okay? These Democrats, I've dealt with them my whole life. I've got some of my, my wife's family, some of my, you know, in-law, in-law family. They are just the most annoying. Arrogant. Arrogant. Hypocritical. Limousine liberal. Obnoxious human beings you'll ever meet, and they just sit around and they you know, sip their th- the hot toddies or whatever it is, <laughs> and they they talk about how oh, terrible, just terrible the world is, and and you know now they all love George W. Bush, you know back. Hang, hang on, hang on. Biden said that he's responsible for yesterday's peace deal. Did you know that? Who's the- Biden? Biden said that he made it possible. Biden thinks he's responsible? Yeah, he made it. He made to yesterday's event that you were at at the White House, he made that possible. Did you know that? Uh, how? Because By not being president. <laughs> That's what it is. Because he didn't run. Hillary lost. He's not president. It was possible. I tell you, maybe that actually makes some sense. Because the Democrats are not in the White House, because he's been such a lifelong idiot that he embarrasses Democrats, he's not in the White House. President Trump is actually able to lead and achieve things. 
I'm not sure that's how he thought about it. But let's you don't think? Tell, tell us what it was like yesterday. You were there. You were uh, on the campus of the White House. Uh, incredible. I mean, Tony Blair was there. Former British I took a picture with Tony Blair. You did? That was kind of cool. I'll tell you this. You, I, and, you and Tone? The me, Baron and me Tone? And the Baron and Tony. A <laughs> couple of Barons. Okay. It was pretty cool because it's a blast of the past. He's still so young. Was he, he is. Was he 15 when he was prime minister? He was young. He was young. He, um, it was, it was interesting because you, you know, gosh, I was in high school when Tony Blair was prime minister, <laughs> you know? What so was the atmosphere like? It was celebratory. It wasn't huge like the convention, right? It was, no, no, no. It was, it was much more, more like Flores' speech. Between the two. Between the two. Between the two. Okay. Right. It was on the South Lawn. Right. But it was closer to the White House because there was not the big stage, you know? Right. The jumbos. The jumbos. And it, was, it, it faced the White House. It was celebratory. It was uplifting. It was positive. It was wonderful. It was exciting. And it was historic. And you could really, you know, look around, see the the Emirati uniforms and the Bahraini uniforms, you know, of, the, of, of their of their military representatives, the different people of the different diplomatic corps. It was, re- and, and, you know, a lot of the Jewish community, folks who, who I know and interact with and, and have had the honor of, of becoming friends with, it was just, it was a very special time. It was a very special time. And, uh... The president spoke beautifully. They all, you know, they all walked out from the Truman uh, Truman balcony, balcony. And, and then walked down. It was really unparalleled. It, it, it was. I've been to a lot of events. I will still say that Flotus's event, which was you know smaller, the the speech on at the uh, on the Tuesday of the convention week, was the most sort of moving to me. Because it was magical. It was, it was magical right. because it was so small, intimate in a way. But this was probably, this was the most historic. And let's just be clear. I want this for the record before we move on. This is, um, as Boris says, the first time Israel has signed a treaty, an accord with multiple nations of this kind, and the first treaty of its nature since the Oslo Accords of 26 years Correct. ago. A region, along with the Balkans, that the elite establishment had written off the Middle East and the Balkans can't totally. do anything about can't it. Do it. We're, we're not clever enough. Along comes Donald Trump, the businessman. Along comes Jared Kushner, David Freeman, who was on the show yesterday, the ambassador to Israel, and made it happen. History and being let's made. let's not forget Avi Berkowitz. And Avi Berkowitz. And the fact that this is just the first, the first two countries. Yeah, the president's clear. There's up to you know, eight other nations that could follow suit. And then, and then you've ch- geopolitically changed the region forever in a good way. And because they broke the mold. Yeah. The president, Jared, Jared Kushner, Avi Berkowitz, Ambassador David Friedman, others on that on that team, they broke the mold. They thought outside the box. Right. They didn't think of the same mold. Well, let's just get the Palestinians and Israelis in a room and just hope for a while, you know, right. which it hasn't worked. Or let's, let's really scare the two sides and then get a deal based on security, which is what Egypt and the Jordan, Jordan. deals were. This is a these this, the Abraham Accords between Israel, the UAE, and, and the Kingdom of Bahrain represent a true coming together of these countries. Yeah, the Arab countries are fi- going to be are now facing toward Israel, not just on security, but on trade, yeah. on a, on the economy, on tourism, on national security. Of course, there's there is a a reshaping of the Middle East that's happening, and it was zero percent chance that was ever going to happen. Under any, forget Democrat, Democrat or Republican yeah. I mean, the administration, establishment. Just the, establishment. the establishment would have never gotten no it way. done because they would have looked at it the same old way and then, you know, try to have these meetings and let's see what happens and maybe we're going to come together. 
Everybody know, it would have known it was never going An- to happen. Another nice conference in Geneva or Vienna, yeah. leading nowhere. Or leading to like an Iran nuclear deal. Or Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Boris Epstein, my co-host of The Battle for 1600. Follow him at Boris EP, breakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the president, member of his National Security Education Board. You can follow me, Seb Gorka, on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, and our website is sebgorka.com. Last thing I want to do with you, have you seen this viral video that uh, popped on Monday of a woman on a plane and the what she did to the flight attendant? No. Okay. So um, this is a black woman who, as the plane is starting to take off, the flight attendant, who's white, asks her to please take her seat, which is what you're supposed to do. And it turns into a case study in identity politics, intersectionality, and Boris, insanity in America in the year 2020. The language is a little bit salty, so prepare yourselves. Eric, play video cut eight, please. You have white privilege, and it's not here. It's over with. It's 2020. Yes, it is. Wake up. You got a mask on. Yes, I do. So you're under the government, too. You're confined, and you don't have white privilege anymore. I'm a queen. California. She was from a black queen. Okay, well, I need to. You don't talk because you felt privileged that you got to get in somebody else and tell them. You're not listening. I don't have to listen to you. Then go to the bathroom. You don't don't run me. You go to the bathroom. You shut up and stay in your lane. You have nothing to do with this little girl. I'm not talking to you. Listen to your mama. She should have told. I know you don't care. You so grown. Ma'am, I need to get to my door. Okay, thank you. And I need to get to the bathroom. Like I said, y'all don't run people. You don't run America. You run yourself. So get off your little mentality that you better than somebody because you're not. Thank you. Yeah, huh. That's what I say. See this little shit right here? Mm-hmm. This all little mentality. But you need to understand, you don't run America no more. Everyone seated at this so, time. That's your own. Take your you don't run me. And guess what? When I was 14, they said, oh, you people are so excited. I said, shit out that white bitch. When she told me that all y'all white people is going to say. Eventually, two police officers, a black one, was the first one on the plane, had to remove that woman. That's a function of how politicized of everything course. is. That's, I mean, say you've got white privilege. Right. No, the plane's taking off. I don't care what skin color are. You've got to sit down. She's a queen from California. California, right. She's a queen <laughs> so, from, so, so, hey, what, 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 hey, I'm what? the baron. That's the queen. That's the queen. Her name is actually queen. Um, how do we deal with that? We've got 47 days left as we record this podcast. Do we write these people off and just say, I'm sorry, That that is... Trump derangement syndrome. When you are actively, when you're on a plane and you're using skin color to tell the attendant to shut up and I don't need to sit down. Well, you know what the is? All the rest of those people on the plane, <laughs> no matter who they were going to be voting for, they're voting for <laughs> Donald Trump now. That's the lesson. As, as well as the police, as well as the, right. as the, flight the attendant. attendant. It starts. This is what, what the left has become. I mean, you look at, and, and, and I'm, you know, I try to understand. I really <laughs> It's do. hard. You look at Joe Biden. You look at Kamala Harris. I mean, they're not serious. Be they're not serious people. No. Joe Biden has flip flopped on everything. Has he not flip flopped on? Is there anything he hasn't? Abortion, foreign policy, taxes, he energy, energy, fracking. Oh, I was never against fracking. There's video like two weeks ago. I hate fracking. Okay. You, the U.S. The NAFTA and USMCA. Well, I voted for NAFTA, but then I was uh, against it. All right, John Kerry, and 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 that's the that's the point. 
that these Democrats over the last, I'd probably have to say, and I say this a lot, I say this a lot when we talk, I'd say it goes back to probably Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, not a good guy, <laughs> a lot of personal mistakes, but I'd say a pretty apt politician. Well, look, the bottom line is, for all his awfulness, not a hostage of ideology. Right. A pragmatist. And, and, and today they're a hostage to ideology. And they're a hostage to ideology, and they're just, they're, they are so fake, and they're so dishonest, and they're, and they're trying to fan the flames of discord in I this think country. this is the most important thing. You can choose authenticity, right. Donald Trump, or you can choose fakeness. Last thing. Uh, That's it? I, we have to go do the radio show, buddy. Oh, man. What do, what do people have to text to where? Text Shalom <laughs> to 88022. Are you serious? Yes. Text Shalom to 88022. Text Vote to 88022. Text MAGA to 88022. Go to, go to vote.donaldjtrump.com. And I do want to say something. When are you going to make it text Gorka to 880? They did do text Boris. They did it. Oh, I knew it. it. See? Are you a co-host or not? Come on. Here's what I do want to say uh, to folks. Uh, It was my honor to be at the White House on on Tuesday, an honor to witness this wonderful piece of court, an honor to work for President Trump, who and with his team made made that happen. And, you know, the Jewish holidays are coming up. Rosh Hashanah is uh, is this weekend. For those of you who are listening on YouTube, it's Saturday, so you, Rosh Hashanah is already uh, in full swing. Uh, so to all of those celebrating, and, and like like me and, and my family this year, uh, we'll, we'll be together for Yom Kippur, but won't be together for Rosh Hashanah. Whether you are with your families or you're somewhere separated, I wish you a Shana Tova. Uh, I wish you a Happy New Year. And um, I, I want to uh, recognize the fact that in this country today, when, when I was a little boy and you used to have to go get matzah for Passover, there was a chance that the synagogue in Russia would have a bomb or would get attacked. In this country, we are able to celebrate Jewish holidays, Christian holidays, yes, Muslim holidays, all holidays. No matter what religion, what sect, what background you are, we, 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 are, we celebrate holidays here. So as the Jewish New Year starts, I want to wish everybody, everybody, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, Muslim, everybody. Safety, health, happiness, and a re-election of President Trump on a, November 3rd. God be- bless all A you. beautiful message, a powerful message. I'm Sebastian Gorka. That was the Baron. You've Thank been you. listening to the Battle for 1600.